Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Fuck boys. Fuck boys. Fuck boys. It is a good time to be friends, as it always is, for friendship is one of life's true treasures. Hello, I'm Guy Montgomery. And my name is Tim Bat, and I would like to thank um, the supplier of that new theme song, which uh, Guy hasn't heard yet, but he will so soon. Um, crap, I can't find their name to credit them. Keith Stebor. Yes. The very same. Did you listen to it earlier? I have not listened to it, but I just happen to know for a fact that that sounds like something Keith Stebor would submit. All the way it's from the fuck boy. New Jersey. Yes. It's the Fuckboy remix, um, which people will, uh, of course, have been able to guess uh, if they just heard it, which you haven't. The Friend I Zone. Here we I are, gathered together. Once more. Tim, where are you, my, my feline friend? My cat. I am my in the Little Empire Podcast Network Studios in Auckland, aka that little outhouse in my flat that I put soundproofing up in. Have you? Well, not soundproofing, but you know, sound dampening stuff. Egg cuttings. Like, uh, bits of fight. Yeah, but real. <laughs> yeah, like that, but actual. Real egg cuttings. Real ear cartons from real chickens. Chickens don't know about ear cartons, bro. That makes no <laughs> sense. If you showed, like they should. If you showed a chicken an ear carton, it would say, "What's that for?" Shit, you wouldn't want to answer them either, eh? It'd be quite awkward. Oh, what does oh, that do? Oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> Nothing. Our first um, message, and I want to really focus on people who have given us cash this week because it was actually the whole intention of the friends when we started to shout out to people who were giving us money. And uh, they've really got waylaid, I feel, from all the emails and the Facebook correspondence. So this one's going back to our corporate tocrate leaders, supplies of cash, people who gave us money on PayPal, which you can do yourself if you go to worstideaofalltime.com. There's a button somewhere. Uh, This is from Bailey. 
Hey Timbo and Guy Guy, just wanted to leave you some cash for all the awesome content you've given me. My friend Connor got me started and I've been giving myself a small episode a day drip feed of the podcast and am almost caught up. Love the show, would love another season, but really any podcast with you guys I will listen to. That's very sweet. Which actually brings me to another reason for throwing money at you. I started a podcast, oh here we bloody go, here we bloody go. I started a podcast because of you, it's called Rated Partially Grown Up. And now it isn't about the movie Grown Ups, but it is about 420-somethings. Oh, that's genius. 420-somethings. Uh, watching children movies and seeing if they hold up. I think we all get the rest of that. Love the show. Love every moment. Love every day. There's a bit more in there, but I feel like it's padding. Good on you, Bailey. And everyone, check out that sneaky podcast that got in there. Good on yous. Yeah, bloody good on yous. I don't mind that as a concept, actually. I love I love children's movies, old and new, and you watch right. a lot of them back. Some of it, it's pretty weird. Don't hold up. You should so check good. out rated partially grown ups. Then that's what you should do. Hey, that I should. Tim, I know that you're obsessed with money. I love it. On the other hand, am obsessed with friendship, and mm. I know that money and friendship aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm reading a message. As far as I Very know, good. this person I'm ready. hasn't given us any money, and that's okay, okay. with me. Hey, it's boys, fine. you're doing all right? I know it's been tough, but boys but boys as hard as you, as evidenced by both seasons one and two, you've been through viewings that have challenged your sanity of mind, but this is just a movie about fuck boys, broing out and being big old dum-dums. I'm sure you'll find the sweet serenity of not watching this movie soon enough. Remember that time that you finished watching Grown Ups 2 for the 52nd time? What about that time you finished watching Sex in the City 2 for the 52nd time, eh? Good times, right? It's a coming with this one too. And the best part about looking back at things is that they seem like they took a fraction of the time that they actually took. So here's to you being 37 weeks from now and being like, hey, that was terrible, but it's behind us now. So it's not so bad. Ha! Score! That lovely message uh, was from someone in Stonington, Connecticut called Lee. Lee from Stonington. Please don't add in that equivocation of when you look back at stuff. It seems short, but it actually isn't. Because um, <laughs> that's depressing. <laughs> Makes me feel sad. We're only up to our... Uh, the next watch will be our 15th out of 52. It feels like... Uh, oh, it's a bit over a quarter, isn't it? It's, it's a between lo- a third and a quarter. There's still a lot to go, but it's like... You know, some... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it feels like we're we're chipping away at it. Think of this as a wall that we're painting, Tim. At the start, you yeah. look at it and you're like, "Oh, are we honestly going to paint that whole wall?" And now you're looking at it, and it's like, "Well, there's still a shitload of wall to paint." But I tell you what, I'm glad that corner's taken care of. It's the first paragraph on a blank document. I just wish we had taken like we've been doing this since we started in February 2014, and I just I I've just been to Rarotonga, guy beautiful island paradise in the pacific so idyllic and uh that's why the podcast was a bit late because the internet there was a bit unforgiving and it was just it was it was not going to work unfortunately but um i wish we had had a break between drinks you know i feel like this the run-on effect the burnout that i'm sustaining it's just i feel like it's destroying me eh? i've been doing this too long tim too long I have no sympathy for you. And frankly, I find the way you're talking disgusting and offensive. 
Wouldn't it have been good to just have a little little cheeky wee break in there though? We did. Just we took like a month and a half. That's not enough. That is enough. It's not enough time. Here we are. Look, I guess friendship is about supporting people through hard times. But also, when you meet new friends, it's not fair for us to dump our old friendship baggage at their feet. So take your feelings, put them in a mm. bag, take the yeah. bag, and throw it the fuck out of the Little Empire podcast studio. Okay? Okay. And then leave that bag on the lawn for the acid rain of Auckland to wash over and disintegrate those feelings until they go away and resurface next week when you're still upset at the stupid fucking thing you're doing. Good friendly advice. Bankroller Matthew writes, Hey Tim and Guy, my girlfriend and I are massive fans of your podcast. This project of yours actually brought us together. When we first started uh, talking to each other, it was about podcasts, yours mainly. Our first date... Our first date was watching Adam Sandler's Grown Ups 2 together and see what all the hype was about. We would borrow lecture halls at our university and put on screenings to watch together and we just hoped nobody would walk in at Who Wants to Watch Me Climb a Rope. I confessed to her after a separate watching of your director's commentary on Grown Ups 2 and have been going strong since then. What does he mean? I confessed to her. I confessed to her after a separate... Oh, like he watched it by himself. So he's like masturbating, you know, emotionally uh, to our podcast. That's odd. I don't know. Uh, we've listened to every podcast and have managed to catch up to the present day. You guys literally brought us together, so we wanted to thank you. Hopefully this can get you guys something to help you through the latest exercise in insanity. You poor, poor buggers. Matt and Cheryl. P.S. When you come back out to your sister city of Melbourne, better believe we'll be coming to see you guys at your shows. That's fucking beautiful. Someone that, actually said the other day, I don't know if it was you, that like there could be a worst idea baby potentially. Maybe Matthew and Cheryl are going to make it. That is unreal to me. <laughs> we united. We created a blessed union of love. That's real cool, eh? Real cool. That's Fuck so man, cool. a baby could come out of that, dude. That's wicked. Good on you, Who Matthew. Thought- Thank you for the money. Yeah, thanks, thanks to Matt and Cheryl. Uh, hey Tim, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a money one, but it's a belter. All the way from Winterport, Maine. Dear Timbo and Monty Guython. Now I like that for a start. Yeah, this is a really strong opening. Well done. I first heard about you guys from the fabulous and everlasting podcast Until Death Do Us Blart. Shout out to that podcast and to the McElroy brothers. If you don't Three know my brother, ago, my brother people. and me, get on top of it. Wrap your ears around it. It's a big old laugh fest. It made my Thanksgiving and I've since re-listened to the pilot episode three or four times and eagerly await the second episode. But anyways, <laughs> back in May, I moved 800 miles, about 1,300 kilometers. I like that he put that in parenthesis, from my home state to moving with my girlfriend of three years. Soon after, I got a new job in a pretty loud setting that had a minimal amount of interaction with other people, so I needed something to help pass the time and to help avoid going insane. That's where you guys come in and your own ironically meddling life choices. So around the beginning of June, I started listening from season one. and was instantly hooked. I listened to six to ten episodes a day, and as of today, this is on the 15th of August that this was written, I've caught up and must sadly wait a week from now on for your hilarious antics, but the wait is surely worth it. Thank you so much for the many hours of entertainment and the constant distraction for the mundane. 
If I was in your presence, I would give each of you a kiss because, as you know, a kiss is always a gift. P.S. I hope to be able to either donate some to you and or buy one of your fabulous Patty Schwartz shirts. P.P.S. R.I.P. Knifey. I almost cried when Knifey was lost. <laughs> Yours fondly, Jacob Burns. You may say my name. Fuck, that's touching. That's more touching than the couple getting together, man. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that's a good one. That's real nice. What was his name again, sorry? Jacob Burns. Jacob, you legend. You absolute legend. Um, and thank you for acknowledging our fallen co-host, The Knife, as well, because we often... Um, we don't talk about him a lot because it's painful, you know? But he's got a cousin who's with us now, and uh, Guy, when you come back, we'll have a, a little watch with Knifey too, eh? I'm very interested and terrified of meeting your new friend. Do you know what? I would say... Uh, I would say to anyone in this situation, if you like, have listened to all of the episodes and you've caught up now, and now you kind of go, oh fucking now what? That that is when you jump on that Facebook page, I reckon, eh, and that subreddit. Because I was just thinking that's what I did with uh, Stranger Things. Just watched it on Netflix. Gonna watch it again, top to toe. So good. First thing I did is just jumped online, just started reading stuff about it. As soon as I, found, I didn't want to see a goddamn bit of data beforehand because I don't want any spoilers. But as soon as I finished it, it's just bloody jumping around on the net, talking to people yeah, who like I'm, it. I'm, I'm a it's classic a, for any time I finish watching something, I'll always look it up on the internet. So good. Be, be part of something, you know? Be part of the joy. Um, Callum writes, Hey, Spindly, Timbly, Wimbly, and Guy Guy. I've been following since season one and think you guys are amazing. That's very sweet of you, Callum. Thank you. Not sure if now is the best time to donate as this whole European holiday thing has wrecked the smooth operating of the podcast. But oh well. <laughs> kind regards from Australia, Cal. Thanks, <laughs> Thank buddy. You. Thank you, Cal. Thank you for tolerating um, my my holiday. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just going to fire through a few of these because they're quick, guys. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. I've actually, I just remembered also, I I have a quick story about um, that I want to I want to share with with our friends. Oh, please, no, share um, it now. Well, I don't I don't think I've even because I haven't really spoken to you on this holiday, save for in this professional capacity. And don't get mm. it twisted, this is a professional enterprise. Um, I understand. So you'll remember last time we checked in, Tim, we were in Amsterdam. Yes, or I was, and um, I had a really good time in Amsterdam. But what happened, I had a rather large weekend, unsurprisingly, and we watched the film. I can't remember what day of the week it was that we watched it. Um, but for every day after the weekend that passed, so for context, I've had a very small, benign cyst uh, oh. on, my, on my back, like just underneath my left shoulder for several years. It's like a small, right. very small lump. Uh, it's it's totally insignificant, and mm-hmm. it's it's caused me no grief. Sure. And after after my weekend in Amsterdam, uh, every every day of the week that passed, so Monday Tuesday, the the cyst grew stronger, angrier, more red, um, until we eventually arrived at a point where it was it was too much. 
it was probably five centimeters long and protruding maybe a centimeter off my back. It was oh, red. Boy. It was limiting the mobility of my left arm. Oh boy. And uh I sort of I'm getting flashbacks to Requiem for a dream here. This is not no, good. You, I'm feeling you, woozy. You needn't you needn't worry. Uh so it sort of it all came to a head when I went for a run one evening and it, like I couldn't my left arm I couldn't really swing it properly and I was mm. like, Okay, this has gotta end. So I got home to the mm. apartment I was staying in. I went into the bathroom and I looked at it in the mirror and it was it was it was pretty much it had a beating heart of its own. And there was oh like boy. a what there was a white head atop what was once a cyst is now undeniably an abscess. And I, I sort of I prodded the area around it, you know how, how oh one God. is want to do. And it I hurt. like this kind of shit guy. It hurt so much. Sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce did it hurt, and I I gave it a solid you know I I pulled and I, I squashed all the flesh together to the point that a jet Ugh. a jet of pus oh, expelled itself from guy. my body onto the mirror of this lovely apartment I was staying in. Oh for fuck's sake! And I was like, oh that feels kind of it's still really sore and massively inflamed and red, but that kind of feels good, and so. I, I I bundled up another bunch of flesh around it and squeezed oh, again. Fucking hell! Another explosive jet of pus from a completely different part of the abscess hits the mirror. This is disgusting stuff. I realise after about ten minutes that I've been in the bathroom for ten minutes, exploding pus into the mirror, and I'm like, "This is probably not a good look." So I'm like, "I know there's more in there, but I have to." You know, I hadn't even gotten the shower yet. I was like, "I've got to have my shower, get out of there." You know, I'm living with other people. A, they're going to think it's really weird them in the bathroom that long. And B, it's just rude. It's just rude to clog up the bathroom like that. Clean the mirror, whatever. I wake up the next morning thinking this thing might be smaller. I've only made it angrier, Tim. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm at a point now where it's like, I have to do something about this. So I get on my bike and I ride to a pharmacy. I walk in. Yeah. It's a lovely young Dutch boy behind the counter. I pretty much bowl him up in the corner of the pharmacy and I say, hey man, you got to look at this. Take off my shirt. <laughs> and he immediately no. says to me in perfect English, uh, you need to see a doctor. Oh my God. And so I make an appointment on the recommendation of my friend who I was staying with, Joe, uh, who says, oh yeah, there's an expat doctor that um, one of my colleagues went to who said it was all good. We look it up on Google. It's rated 2.3 stars, which is not a very high rating for a doctor. I mean, by sure. no metric is that a pass. <laughs> I call up, make an appointment for that afternoon. I arrive at the doctor's in agony, and this beautiful uh, Dutch doctor comes up to me and she says, Guy Montgomery? Right this way, please. She shows me into the into a into a surgery, surgery, or her you know her room, her office, mm. uh, and we get in there, and I start explaining what's happening to her. I take my shirt off. I show her the abscess. She she doesn't recoil, but she's certainly impressed, and she says, "Okay, you're going to need to lie on that bed." And she points over to the ri- the most rickety, like from the not like 
probably left over from war times hospital bed mm. she's uh-huh. like oh we just need to it's but it's the the top bit's lying up we need to make it so it's lying flat down and she tries to do it but it's so rickety and old she goes to pull out the drawer from beneath it to adjust the bed there's just like all this shit falls out of the drawer the bed collapses on itself so i get down and i'm like don't worry about that i'll fix it so eager to have this problem fixed for myself i climb under the bed help reassemble it lie down on it and she looks at it and she goes okay so what we're going to need to do is we're going to cut this open i was like that's fine and she goes and i'm going to get my intern to do it so she calls in her intern uh is a is a another young dutch doctor and they come in and they start student yeah and they start talking to each other in dutch for about five Mm. minutes they don't break to explain anything that's happening to me in english at all they're just speaking really quickly in dutch and i'm lying there and i'm thinking surely this is just a regulation cut and explode um (laughs) but lo and behold there they are talking in dutch talking in dutch for five minutes until i'm just about to turn my head and say to them hey what's going on here when I noticed that they've opened the door and are both walking out of the room before the intern looks back at me and says, don't worry, we'll be right back. And I'm like, this is not okay. <laughs> One minute later, they come back in with another older yes. Dutch woman. So now there's three of them in the room and they're rifling through the drawers. They're looking, they're, they're turning this place upside down to try and find what's going on. Of course. I'm pretty confident what they're trying to find is anything that resembles a knife <laughs> oh my god why <laughs> there should be a designated place for the scalpel and oh, the doctor's man. You're surgery telling me. man so after about 10 minutes of lying in this um doctor's office with three dutch people not speaking any english to me while they look for some unknown object eventually they're satisfied they've found it and they lie down and come over and anyway i mean that's sort of <laughs> It's sort of where the story ends. They cut me open mm. uh, and they said they, they squeezed me very hard. Good Lord, did they squeeze me, Tim. Did um, they give you a general or anything for that? Did you get a little no, just before I got shot? cut open, the doctor said, we're not going to give you an anesthetic because it takes four injections and it's too long. And I was like, I really don't care what happens at this point. I just don't want to be in here. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, they cut me open, tried to squeeze out all the pus they could, but lo and behold... Yeah. My body had started trying to recover before the um, the cyst was ready. And so there was like chambers of pus. Like there was scar, t- scar tissue blocking in ch- different chambers of pus underneath the inflamed red area. I, honestly, this story makes me want to throw up and I'm talking to you. Just like as a, as a normal dude. There will be people with infinitely more sensitive constitutions than me who will have just fucking lost it by now, eh? <laughs> like this story <laughs> is beyond the pale. Yeah, it's not acceptable. Uh, anyway, and then I got put on a course of uh, antibiotics for a week. I just take four a day, probably quite str- four a day. I imagine, yeah, that'd be that'd be some pretty powerful antibiotics based on what you're describing. And in spite of all of the skepticism and all of the details I've told you, by Jove, the Dutch yeah. got the job done. Yeah, good on them. I'll bet they did. So have that? Have you just got like a huge bandage on top of it now? I, yeah, so I, I I don't anymore, but for the first three days afterwards, I had to constantly change it and put on something called a yeah. wet bandage because the the, the, oh, like yeah. the the cut was still open, so that we were yeah we were bleeding out the bad stuff. So and 
your traveling companion assisted you with that? I have been dressed by four different friends. I'd like this. That uh, is a fucking test of friendship right there, bro. Holy well, fuck. Letty, uh, he dressed he dressed the wound the first time and I said, Thanks so much for doing this, man. And he said, That's all good. I just know it means that you're gonna have to put a wet bandage on a seeping wound that I have in the future. Yeah, and that will definitely happen for Laddie, who, God willing, one day we will have on this podcast, maybe. Interesting fellow. A deeply interesting fellow. When we were in Amsterdam, Laddie, for five days in a row, ran 20 kilometers every day. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Because it's insane. Look, anyway, I don't quite know the point of that story. I just, I, I haven't really shared it with anyone and I really had to get it off my chest and the friend zone seemed like yeah. an appropriate time. Oh, look, and I, I haven't given you a lot of uh, love or support through that story, but that's only because I was trying to not be physically disgusted to the point of losing my dinner over it. Um, I'm glad that you are better because that's serious, man. Those sorts of things, if they get infected and you leave them for so long, you get septicemia you make yourself terrible you could die you know that's how people die that was the thing i really just was like it'll just get better and it took four days of pain before i was like ah i'm gonna have to deal with this that's why i keep flashing back to that scene in requiem for a dream man just brought me right there you know the one i'm talking about that shot with the needle going back into the wound it's just like fuck it's not okay it's not none of it's okay let's um Let's hear what James has to say, who gave us some money. <laughs> hey, I sent you, boy, I've got a parlay out of this somehow, and that's yeah, as no. good a segue as I'm capable of at the moment. I am barely hanging on. Here it is. Hey, I sent you a nice email called Maximum Destiny, and I'm using this message to draw your attention to it. Please go read it if you get the chance. Shit, okay. <laughs> hey, great I d- message. I mean, should I do that now? <laughs> I think I think you it. should. Okay. All right. You you do some talking and I'll search for it. With great pleasure. This message comes from a friend of ours called Daniel Watkins. He says, "Hello. I've been I've been loving the podcast since I discovered it by chance in January. Been catching up ever since, and I'm nearly up to date. I'm heading up to the Edinburgh Fringe tonight. Just want to check I haven't missed an announcement that one or both of you will be doing stand up or anything there." I'd go to Connecticut and throw myself off Suicide 35 if I missed the chance to see one of you live in person. I'm definitely going to see Rosemary Fairbase entirely off her guest appearances on the show. However, so there's still that. Ah, well, I don't know why I read that out. Daniel, we will not be performing at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, but definitely check out Rosemary Fair, uh friend of the podcast, she, obviously. She got a five-star review the other day. From the Telegraph. Huge. Yeah. It's amazing. What I like about the news in New Zealand... Is that was worthy of a, a story. Well, you know what we're like, guy. You're from here. It's yeah, our way. That's where I'm from. Uh, so, so I've found Maximum Destiny. Um, there's a bit of girth to it. We'll trip in and see at what point um, I run out of steam, eh? <clears throat> Dearest Just Tim... Timberly Lake and critically acclaimed Mexican film director slash fruit juice salesman Guillermo del Monte. 
Slightly long email. Please stick with it. Ah, oh, he's even said it's a long email at the start. I don't know about this one. No. I've been meaning to properly get in touch with you fuckboys ever since I started listening to your show last year, but I feel that this is the most appropriate time ever to reach out and tell you how awesome you Kiwi bastards are. If you don't believe in fate destiny already, this is going to blow your mind. Oh, he's got me on the hook now. Number one, I started listening to the potty exactly one year ago today. Del Monte even liked my first tweet on the subject. See here. Two, I listen all day at work and even converted a colleague. Email proof attached. Three, later that very day, I went to the European premiere of dot dot dot. We are your friends. Sold saw Zacabroni and cheese. Saw Maximum Joseph. Saw Emily Rad. <laughs> He's put a lot of letters in Radishkowski's name. Uh, amazing. Saw the film. That was a bit less good. Number four. Went to the after party where I celebrated my birthday at midnight, which was the 12th of August, with my sister Miranda, who is also a massive fan of you guys. Whoa, fuck man, if this isn't some sort of cosmic ordering being done by the ghost of Squirrel, then I don't know what is. Too many coincidences for science to explain. Quite right. So basically, tomorrow is a triple anniversary. We are your friends, the worst idea of all time, and my birth. Pretty special. I've attached some pictures of the fateful night in case you're interested. Probs, nah. I shared my memory on Facebook and tagged your page too. Not sure if you'll see it. I'm looking at the photos now. And James, they're good. He's got like <laughs> He does have photos of him at one of those photo booths uh, at the We Are Your Friends like promo open. Bloody good. Oh, he is next to a stonkingly large Zicoli. I wish I good had stuff. a big cardboard cutout of Zicoli. Yeah, that'd be useful, eh? Oh, Should man. I, I'll, surely you, they'll do one for Baywatch that we can steal. Yeah, he's so ripped in that. Have you, did you see on Twitter, speaking of Zicoli, mm. this, may, this, warmed, this warmed me clean through. I was once frozen. I'm now thawed out. Zicoli showed up at the um, US... Olympic gymnasts camp. I did see that, yeah. And Simone Biles, who's sort of probably the heir apparent to Usain Bolt as the world's greatest living athlete, uh, is a huge Zicoli fan. And he gave her a kiss on the cheek and she literally explodes with joy. It is such a good video. That is super endearing. Bloody lovely. He does he, he does good things, eh? Yeah, man. He gets absolutely ripped at Comic-Con. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, playing the next, um, uh, whatever it was, Call of Duty. Hey, Eliza McCartney. I was just trying to pad while I remembered her name. Eliza McCartney is a Kiwi who just got a, just took out a bronze in the pole vault. Did you see that? Yeah, I did she's see good. that. She's such a delight. All the interviews, she's smiley as can't believe what she's done. So good. Legend. Here's a message from... Oh, I don't know if I've read this already. This is from Charles Bill from about a week and a half ago, Guy. It begins, Dear Tim Big Pipe Bat and Guy Montgomery Burns. Sounds familiar already, so maybe. The podcast is pretty great. What is your favorite soup? I like matzo ball despite not being Jewish. And how would you rate the power of braiding compared to Dickbot and Brady? All the best, Charles. My favorite soup. I... Don't usually go for soups, but I had a very good mushroom soup recently, and I thought to myself, I don't know why I'm not souping more mushrooms. Hmm. Myself, 
not a huge soup guy either, but uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more into a spicy tomato soup. Really like it. Like that. Uh, in relation to the Braden Brady Dickbot power rankings, I'm going to put King myself, King Brady at the top, uh, Dickbot in second place, and Braden gets the bronze medal. I put Braden at the top. Brady second, third place. But Braden is like the thing with Braden is he's not hell bent on uh, world supremacy, and so he's mm. sort of he he's aware of Brady and Dickbot and watches from the sidelines until stuff really starts escalating. He doesn't really wade in because he doesn't he doesn't want to create either more fuss or trouble than is already occurring. But as soon as necessary, he'll step in and warlock that shit. Right. Right. Okay. So he's more of a um powerful neutral character. Yeah. He's Switzerland <clears throat> with an army of oh, knives. Good on you. Well, Switzerland's not that powerful though. Is it? Does anyone really believe that Switzerland is chill as, but if they if someone got their heckles up, they could just absolutely dominate them? Yes. It's not the sense I get from Switzerland. All right, I've been misreading that that uh European country for years. Here's, a, here's another nice short one, Guy. Joseph writes, Hey, Timbly Wimbly and Guy Guy. I used to run apartments for formerly homeless, mentally ill adults in Kansas. While the drug of choice in my building was crack cocaine, PCP popped up from time to time. I once watched a man who had been clean for years and was a shift manager at Burger King in an elder at his church rip out a light fixture and get shocked by it while on PCP. I called the police, but he got away before they arrived. He was arrested later that night, rearranging tombstones at the cemetery. So Crowley should be more careful. Thank you for the great podcast. I'm sorry uh, for laughing during that. That's a, a, an awful story of someone well and truly down on their luck, which is never a good thing. Um, but there's just something to me that tickles me about the image of someone getting super injured. And that's a situation where like the cops are there to help, and then they fucking bolt like yeah. they're in trouble, but they're not. Like That's just... But that also that, that that message does confirm the suspicion that PCP isn't the cartoon-inducing good times drug as is portrayed by <laughs> yeah. your friends. That the PCP lobby definitely threw some funds at Maximum Joseph, you know, to ferry that uh, pro PCP propaganda into the film. Yeah. Hey, shall I do one more and then we, we'd better uh, stick a pin in it because. Sweet I've got one more that I okay. absolutely need to do because someone gave us 50 big ones, bro. 5-0. And that's not, that's not New Zealand schmeckles. That is USD. And it's such a brief message from Mark who writes, Hey, Tim and Guy, I've just been through several gigabytes of bandwidth in response to the announcement about season one. Fuck, that's a good reminder. Uh, now to restore your faith in humanity, let me break you off something real proper like... <laughs> Mark, I thank you twice. Number one for the for the fifty bucks that you've contributed to the podcast, and number two because I wrote that down somewhere on some bit of paper in here, and then forgot to read that bit of paper. But yes, a reminder that in just a few short days, season one uh, will have disappeared from this earth, and the way that you obtain it from thenceforth uh, will be to go to hal.fm and sign up with the code Worst. You'll get a month's uh, free trial. And it'll let them know that we sent you. And I understand that not everyone is stoked with that decision. 
Um, but uh, it is it is going to happen. But on we August are twenty fourth. <laughs> are you kidding me? Of course we're stoked with that decision. You goddamn maniacs. Yeah, hell's real cool. They're a good bunch of people, and they're doing a good thing, and we're very happy to be um, even just loosely associated with them. It's nice to that feel right. wanted, you know? You have no idea how good it feels to be wanted by anyone with any clout in the world of comedy. Entertainment. <laughs> what if the people listening are really famous comedians? What if Amy Schumer's listening to that and you've just heard her feelings because it's not true? Amy Schumer? feels like. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, hey, Amy, I really enjoyed Trainwrecked. I thought LeBron James was a revelation. Now, what's your final message, Guy? Spindly, Timbly, Wimbly, and Guy Guy. Kudos on the still outstanding podcast. Consistently funny, despite your obvious descent into insanity. I'm both devastated and relieved you've committed to this being the final season. And this is where it gets interesting. Also, Tim, I've noticed mm. recently that your audio editing has been bloody top-notch. The timing nah. of the outro on the last episode of Bones of the Heart was superb. Keep up the good work, gents. Lots of love, Ben. It was very sweet, Ben. Very sweet. Did someone else recently compliment me on my audio editing? Or is that maybe not the first time I've seen that message? I think that was one of those positive affirmations you do in the morning. Where you look in the mirror and you say, you're good at editing audio, Tim. And Zoe in the other room says, could you please stop waking me up (laughs) with your goddamn positive affirmations? And you say, that doesn't sound very positive to me. I'm going to edit that audio yeah. out of my life. And she says, you wouldn't dream of it. And he goes, just watch me. And you walk out of the house and you realize and you're locked out and you left your phone and your wallet inside and also the love of your life. And so you turn around, you tuck your penis between your cry. legs, you knock on the Teary. door and you say, Zoe, I'm sorry. I will do my positive affirmations at a more convenient and less disruptive time. And she'll say, Tim, come back to bed. It's 5 a.m. And you'll say... I would love to, but I've just taken a truckload of PCP. I've got a life to live. <laughs> and the police are after me. <laughs> yeah. Why won't they let me live? So Man, that's... I'm so done. I'm that's, so done. That's, that, I'm, this I'm record so of too. The Friend Zone has come directly after um, a record of the podcast. So as you guys can imagine we're a little bit drained we're wiped out we are powered by you guys thank you so much for listening for staying with us for bearing with us for dipping into the looking pool that is the friend zone you're not just in here for the meaty eps the big proper official worst idea ones you're in for the whole enchilada and i respect the hell out of you for it so thank you from the bottom of my heart yes indeed may the rat kink brady Dick Bot, Brayden, James Reed from the Feelers, Mouthful of conf- Concrete, Dick Full of Diamonds. May everyone uh, bless you and those you love. Amen. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Fuck boys. Fuck boys. Fuck boys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try? Boys. 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 
following podcast contains spoilers about the first half of War Dogs. But no spoilers about the second half. We haven't seen it. Uh, so yeah, this is our brand new podcast where every week we are going to go and see a movie and then leave it halfway through. Halfway through. We're just going to walk right out of that movie. Uh. War Dogs uh, is a new film from Todd Phillips. It is not, as you might have thought, a kind of dark spin-off of Airbud. Uh what? A dog can't serve in the military. Well, there's nothing in the rule book that says it can. Sign me up. You want to come with me, buddy? <laughs> wow, he shoots a gun better than anybody <laughs> I ever seen. 